It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. It is Sunday. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know the date. You know the date. It's August something. Tw- 23rd. August 23rd. It is Sunday, August 23rd. Days have no meanings, neither do dates. I am VA, and I am here with Nick. Hey. And we are here to talk about the Bruins and all sorts of Bruins stuff. Wow, I'm, I'm so good at words. I'm very good at words today. It will be good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the encouragement. You're welcome. All right, so you know that last week I took the week off because I just... Mm, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like at first it was like scheduling stuff. We were having some problems scheduling things, which, you know, Nick's very, very busy. And I was unusually busy last week. So, so that's, that's what happened. So Nick did a solo show. Thank you, Nick, for doing a solo show. You're welcome. I really did want to talk about Tuca. Like when everything started unfolding about Tuca, I had so many different feelings. So I'm going to talk about that just a little bit right now. Because I, I, after a while, I decided I didn't really want to talk about Tuca. But then now I do want to talk about the Tuca situation again. But this is going to be the last time I'm going to talk about it this season, really. So I'm just going to get it out. Uh, okay. I, I think that I'm going to feel similar to some other people. And if I don't, that's okay. I can express my opinion. You can disagree with me. Everything is fine. Right? And I, by you, I don't mean just you, Nick. I mean everybody listening. So Yes. Okay. So here we go. I first heard about Tuca. I was like stunned and I I just did not know what to do with that. Um, at first, I, Nick and I had been talking and we're like, we really have to talk about this. And like, I, I am so looking forward to this. And then I backed off of that just because I was just like, I think I got a little too tired of the Tuca situation. So as we all know, Tuca opted out of the bubble. Sunday, last Sunday, just before they were about to go into, what was it, game three? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here are my thoughts about that. When I first heard about it, I was stunned and my mind immediately went to a dark place. Okay. Or it it went to a place that I would discover was dark. Here's the thing. I'm a person who lives with anxiety. I have an anxiety disorder coupled with depression, you know, so my... Part of my uh, my coping mechanism, my defense mechanism is to immediately plan everything out. Okay, I've got to game it out and see what the probabilities of things are in the future. One of the problems that I have is that, um, you know, it's like uh, being a, a person who has anxiety has uh, really good observation skills that have been developed over time. Not necessarily honed, they just they develop. Um, so a lot of times we spend so much of our energy not trying to live in the future or the past. And we spend a lot of time in the past because pa- your past informs your anxiety, right? Mm. So it's really hard to not think about the future and what, you know, this simple act of him opting out means for Tuca's future in Boston. And it's like, for me, it's like, I have to game it out over past this next season or something. And I'm just like, wait a minute, stop. You don't need to do any of that. I did do some of that, but I don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Let's live in the now and not worry about that. But at the same time, I was just kind of like, I don't know how much I believe in Halak being the full-time starter. Okay. He's very good, but you know, game two showed us, or not game two, was it game three? It was game three showed us that when Yarrow takes an adventure, oh (laughs) boy, that yeah. leads to bad things. So please stop. You do not need to be an adventure guy uh, during this uh, series. You just need to do your job. <laughs> so so basically, you know, uh, it was so it, it, just a rush of feelings about things that don't affect me whatsoever. They don't affect me. So here we go. Then I think it was on Tuesday, Greg Hill came out on the radio, you know, uh, he's on EEI now, which they moved him right over to EEI before they closed down WAAF, which I still can't get over as a Christian broadcast station now. At least they played Hell's Bells 
just before they switched over to the Christian format. Oh my god, did they really do that? That's a good send-off. Yep. Yeah, it was sad. I didn't listen to AAF a lot, but every once in a while, like, you're going through the radio dial and there, there's AAF and they're playing something that that you you can get behind. So it's like, okay. But anyway, I, I hate when old radio stations disappear because it's like, you know, it just changes hard. Changes hard. But anyway, my point is this. You know, Greg Hill came out and said, well, he talked to Tuca and it was like a family emergency and he talked to his daughter and he felt like he should go back. And he, and he, this is what my true opinion on this is. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Tuca made a decision. He he made a decision for him. I accepted his decision. Not that it affects me in any way whatsoever, but it's just like I get it. You know what? Who doesn't want to be around their family? Who doesn't want to be with their family in a pandemic? Who would really necessarily want to be away for that long from their newborn? Right? For, you know, we're talking, it could be up to two or three months. I mean, it's hard. And I, I, you know, it's like after being stunned by it, I, I want to make sure that people know that I'm like totally with Tuka here. He made the right decision for him. And that is great and fine. And I do not care beyond that. I feel like trying to modify why he did it by saying, well, you know, it was an actual emergency. I'm like, I I don't, this is not for me to know. This is not for me to know. This is their own private business. As much as I like to know about players and their families and all of these things, I, this is stuff I don't need to know about. Beyond him making the decision, that was fine. What, let's move on. But they kept making it a story this week. And it really just bugged me because I'm like, we're, he's not accountable to us. He is not accountable to us. Sorry, I wanted the clap back so bad right now, but that kind of messes up the audio. Yeah, yeah. He does not account to us. <laughs> <laughs> clap along. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, so I'm just like, why is this continuing to be a story? Is it Tuca just wanted to put that word out there or something like that? Because you know that Tuca pays attention to some of this stuff. And there's been a lot of flack about, well, Tuca can't get the job done. Shut up. For another podcast, another medium, whatever, I want to show playoff stats and I want people to be like, hey, pick which goalie you want. I think most people will probably have him number two on the list of the stats and be like, oh, that's Tuka Rask. That's Tuka Rask you just picked. Yeah. Oh, number blind one. stats. Blind stats. Blind yeah. stats. Yeah. yeah. Take, take away the yeah. Take away the names. Oh, my God. That would be so great. That's a good idea. Maybe we should get that ready for next week or we somewhere in the future. That's fine yes. because – we're going to have a as little Tuka talk as possible after this. But the, the point is, is this, you know, we were talking about this last night in the Zoom call. I know you're very busy. You were on a date. That's fine. Last night in the Zoom call, we talked about how Boston media is actually terrible to players. Oh, awful. Yeah. Boston media, basically, it seems like they want to drive everyone who's good out of town. And unless you are somebody like Patrice Bergeron, who just sacrificed and put it all on the line, you know, almost died in that mm -hmm. 2013 series. There's no way he could have come back for the next game. But unless you're like Patrice Bergeron, you're going to get shit upon all the time. And he gets shit upon at times because people have not obviously observed that he's a saint. Duh. But, I mean, it's like you could say the same thing about Tom Brady. It's like the minute that Tom Brady stopped doing all the stuff that made him so great where it's like he was always the first in and he was the last out and he used to come in and do the, the conditioning programs and he was around Foxborough all year long. He, and then he got married. And then he, you know, and then he had kids Then he, he was still there a lot, but he wasn't there at times. And then he stopped going to the optional workouts and stuff like that. And, opted to stay with his family and, you know, or work out privately with other people. And it's like, so then the, the media was just like, Tom Brady's the worst. <laughs> worst quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. 
<laughs> you heard it here, folks. He used to be better when he did all this stuff. And, and that very well may be true. His stats were better. But also, your stats go down as you age because you don't, you improve to a certain point and then you, you, you fall. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. So basically, we talked about this yesterday about the media. And it's like, I, I'm honestly a little offended by the Greg Hill thing because it's like, again, can't stress this enough. Tuke is not, he's not accountable to us. We did not need to know that. He made a decision and that should be fine with everybody. Another, another thing that we pointed out yesterday was Dougie. I pointed this out. I pointed this out. Dougie Hamilton. Remember he was injured that his last season with the Bruins. He had uh, rib fractures, right? <laughs> And he wasn't talking to the press about it. And he just had an unspecified upper body injury or something, right? And it was Kelly Olinick, Kelly Olinick, who came out and said, oh, yeah, Tukey, uh, Tukey, let's try it again. Doogie, Doogie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dougie. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. No, no. <laughs> It's fine because I'm like, <laughs> my brain is obviously going through all of this stuff and my ma- mouth is trying to catch up. But anyway, <laughs> Dougie, you know, I think he was kind of miffed about that. And I don't blame him because one, a, a person that was his buddy said it to the press. And two, the press was, they did, I don't think they were responsible with that, that, you know, why didn't he want to talk to us or why, you know, why is he hiding behind this injury or some people saying he was soft? And it's just like, uh, I remembered that last night and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe it makes sense that Dougie didn't want to be here anymore because the Boston media sucks. Hmm. You know, like there are certainly members of the media who are very good and not invasive, but there are some that are just, they're kind of cutthroat and they just, they suck. All right. So not all reporters just want to get that out there. But still, it, it's tough. It's a really tough market um, to be around, you know, and I I wouldn't be surprised if some players would be just like Austin Matthews was to Steve Simmons, where he was like, I didn't appreciate what you wrote about me over the summer. I don't blame Austin Matthews for being pissed off at C- Steve Simmons. That was terrible. But anyway, let's get back to the thing. Tuka left. It's fine. I don't care why. I don't need to know. He does not need to account to me or any of us about that. That's the main point. And I also want to tell you that, uh, you know, I did see something that was interesting where it was just like, hey, the same people who were who, who want to do like the, the tweet, the bells, uh, bell, let's talk or the they want to talk about men's mental health dragging Tuka are true shit heels. And I'm like, yep. Yep, that's true. You know what I mean? Never heard that term before, but I agree. You never heard shit heel? Oh, I've heard of tar heel, which I don't like the UNC tar heel, so I'm going to start calling them shit heels now. So thank you. I appreciate the new term. Yeah. And I learned something new today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just variation on saying a terrible person. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I just want to say, like, I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine because that is my new obsession in the last two weeks. I don't know why I hadn't been watching it before now, but... I have corrected that. I firm believer of like, you can only be ready for things when you're ready for them. And some things you, you have to take your time to be ready for them. That's fine. Uh, anyway, Brooke, uh, the one episode of Brooklyn nine, nine captain Holt's husband, Kevin was like, why would you call someone a dirt bag? A dirt bag is a very useful part of a vacuum cleaner. Right. <laughs> and I was just like, Hmm. Yeah. Why would you call somebody a dirt bag? like <laughs> makes sense to me so shit heel there's no redeemable thing about shit heel that's no nope it's like ew i went for a walk and i have shit on my heel gross you know what i mean that's gross anyway so you know there there is an overlap of those kind of people uh on twitter especially who who will drag tuka for making a decision that was uh for him and his family alone and they're the same people who want to talk about mental health issues with men and let Bell Let's Talk. Although most people who do the Bell Let's Talk don't really give a shit about mental health awareness at all. 
And I'll wrap this up by saying, yes, I have an anxiety disorder. Yes, I have depression issues. You know, I have been diagnosed with both and I am on medication and it helps me. Not everybody needs medication, but some of us do. And the, the medication I'm on now is beautiful and wonderful and I love it. And I don't ever want anybody to take it away from me. So there's hope for people out there who have uh, issues and uh, uh, mental health issues, I should say. So, you know, if you do, please seek help. Uh, and uh, that's where I'm going to leave that part. So whew, that was a long, long thing of me talking about that. So I'm ready to talk about something else now. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. And I finally have a, uh, uh, I guess, a therapy appointment Wednesday. Took three weeks to book, but that's a tale for another day. Well, anyway, I'm glad that you got one. Uh, yeah. I think that this the, the United States, uh, especially with third party insurance issues, um, <laughs> they make it really, really hard. They they give you all sorts of obstacles to care. So I'm glad that you were able to book an appointment. And I'm sorry it took so long. But uh, yeah, again, if you need some help, therapy is a great place to start because then you can work from there. All right. So let's talk about the Boston Bruins yes. and uh, they are in the second round starting tonight because surprise. yeah, <laughs> it's a surprise. I was really hoping that we had like another day or two. So when I found out they were playing tonight, which I found out yesterday, I was like, Oh really? Okay. All right. I guess. So yeah. So they, they defeated the Carolina hurricanes in uh, what was it? Five games. It was five games. Five games. Almost a sweep. Almost a sweep. I mean, Carolina improved on last year. They were swept last year. So, you know. Um, and Yarrow's adventure did not uh, really do that poorly. You know, they won that game. So that was fine. Yeah. So uh, basically, you have one very favorite moment of the series that you might want to talk about. Let's I, I just freaking love game game four and i also love it happening game four it's when um it's when uh jordan stall lost his soul because it was checked out of him by charlie cheeky mcavoy and his meaty ass oh my god that man is 511 and just totally destroyed someone who's 6'3 like <laughs> like as a per, as someone who is 5'11 who has attempted to check my brother in hockey who's 6'3 and it has not worked out i am just um I, i'm in love with it i want that picture like the, the moment you start to see stall's soul leave his body that's i want that framed i want it on my wall i want it in my i want it on all my walls every wall in my apartment will have Maybe like it's like it's just like a, like like a flip book. I'm like, oh, how does this check end? And you just kind of go from wall to wall to see how it ends. <laughs> I was like the Stations of the Cross. Yes. <laughs> I don't know anything about religion, and I've only been in a few Catholic churches, but I've been in enough Catholic churches to see that. <laughs> but, uh... Unlike the resurrection, it, the the story ends with Jordan Stahl just just remaining dead and getting eliminated from the, the playoffs. Well, I mean, technically he did. Uh, he was alive. He okay, got yeah, off. and he actually, he actually played the next game. But we're just gonna overlook that. <laughs> okay, in your story, yes. he died. He was <laughs> not the same player. But you know what? I'll be damned if he didn't complain as much as he usually does. That guy just him and uh, Justin Williams. I mean, these are your leaders of your, uh, you know, your veterans on your hockey team, uh, rather young hockey team. And they're the biggest complainers, whiners, in my opinion, losing their mental composure out on the ice when you need the most composure as possible. The Bruins took advantage of that. They took advantage of it this year. Marshan took advantage of it so many times <laughs> last year. Jordan Stahl had to be uh, – no, excuse me. Jo Justin Williams had to be uh, hospitalized for his complaining so much. Uh, oh, my God. 
he he had to decide whether or not he wanted to come back after that. After Marshan. Yeah. Marshan made him lose his mind. Marshan made a guy half retire. Yeah. 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 Add to his legend. There we go. You know, like I, I said that the that Patrice's uh improbable goal in game five, his power play goal that he just was just like, ah crap, I'm just gonna shoot it. Cause you know, and it got caught up in Mrazic's skate and just went in, mm-hmm. right? It was an improbable shot from a, a, a bad angle, and it worked out. And I'm like, just add it to his legend. Like, Patrice, yep. it's just like, when it, you know, not all the time, but many times when it's on the line, boom, he just does it. You know what I mean? Every beer leaguer, when they saw that goal, was like, I've done that before! And mainly because we've done that before because our goalies suck mm-hmm. and they're like, they always leave. They're like, oh, you can bank it in. Mrazic, play to the whistle. So a very smart goal by Bergeron. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, playoff Krejci's back. We love Krejci. playoff Krejci. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's uh, It's good. Andre Kaja it looks good on that line. You know, we're waiting for him to score a goal, but um, that's. I mean, the man has 13 shots. Yeah, which he's is, trying. He's trying. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that line is developing chemistry, and it's like, don't mess with it. That's fine. You can mess with the top line because you had to when Pasta was out, you know, and then Anders Bjork was very unceremoniously after the first period demoted to the third line, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. And Charlie Coyle up to the top line, which was fine, too. You know, every team is going to try to neutralize the top line. So you need to have the second and third lines able to work. Although in our case, it's like the fourth line works a little bit better at times because they have a lot of chemistry, too. Even with Corrali on the third line and uh, Par Lindholm on the on the fourth line. So that's fine. It's great to have people that you can plug in. I f- the fourth line I don't think has as the offensive firepower as it did last year with Corrali and Achari. Oh um, man, we miss Achari line. so much. I yeah. know, I know. My dad misses Achari. I know. Um, but for a fourth line which has just been given the duty, play defense, annoy the hell out of the other team. Mm-hmm. I think they do that role better um, than the fourth line last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it, it, this year it's made me realize that Chari was a lot more important to that fourth line than we maybe thought he was. I'm so happy that he went somewhere where, A, he's getting paid more, and B, uh, he scored 20 goals this season and had two hat tricks back to back. So um, I'm wondering if that's when he found out that his wife was pregnant. Because that's mm. pretty exciting. You know what I mean? I miss Achari. I really do. For so many reasons. I like Corelli up on the third line at winger with, with Charlie Coyle. So I'm willing to see that does. Fine with me. And Anders Bjork, it's like that was a, a little bit of a conversation topic today. And, you know, Jeff seems to think like uh, that he's somewhere between Dan Paye and Rich Peverly. And he might not be wrong. Right. And I, I don't know. I feel like this is his first complete season. You know, his last two seasons have been ended very quickly or prematurely by uh, shoulder injuries, right? So it's like, I feel like we should give him a little more time. But in the same respect, I also realize like, well, you had a point about like, hey, he's getting to that point where we pretty much know what we have. So yeah, he's he's 24, which is a, by any uh, any other definition quite a young age. Right. But in hockey, you you know 25, 26, 27, 28, those are your prime years. Yep. So he's and by the way, he just turned 24, turned 24 August 5th. But we're we're pretty this is this is the player we have. I do think it's unfortunate that he has suffered so many setbacks in, in his career, but unfortunately, it's not his fault for those injuries. It has stunted, put a ceiling on his, I think, true potential. Right. And being somewhere between Paye and Peverly in terms of skill, 
as a player, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I mean, I, I obviously you want every person you draft to be like Pasternak or something, but right. most of them won't. And I think having a very good third liner or fourth liner out of Bjork is okay. When, when was he drafted? I'm looking that up. Oh, he, 146th. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, that's that's a good pickup right there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's one of those things where I, it's like, I had a knee-jerk reaction this morning. I'm like, how dare you? you he's had two years cut short from his career, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, I don't think I need to strenuously argue against this for Anders Bjork. You know, it's fine. As for me, I, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at my boys, and I'm just like, my boys to boys not having a great tournament so far. Looks like he's uh, rusty. <laughs> so we're not seeing the Brandon Carlo that we saw in last year's playoffs or this regular season. He's he's missing things. But he picked up on that Svechnikov lacrosse thing, and I'm very, very happy. He prevented that from happening. It was like Svechnikov, uh, Svech was behind the, the goal and he was getting ready to do it. And Brandon Carlo was like, let me introduce myself. Boom. Boom. And I love that. That's the moment I would like. Do you want that frame? Yeah. I want that frame. Let's do the little the thing, watching it unfold across the room. Um, <laughs> I want that. That was beautiful. Um, but, you know, it's like there are a lot of players here who are not playing up to the playoff potential that we've seen them do before. You know what I mean? So Chara, I think, is like really looking his age right now. And it's it's probably a discussion for another time, but I I just hate to see it. Or we can discuss it. I mean, uh, I don't want to jump the shark here or, or ruin your flow. But, of course, we've mentioned already, we're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. <sighs> Much better team than, than the, the Hurricanes. Chara is I'm not going to go to the point where he's looking bad. He's just looking slow. I yeah. do, He's improved a little bit each game. But we, if I recall correctly, in game five, we saw a new defensive pairing, which was extremely effective. And that was uh, Grizzlick with McAvoy. Yep. Yep. I, I wondered how much we were going to see more of that in the series. Yeah. And I think we're looking at our, our top pairing of the future and that, and, and that. So do you then put Chara and Carlo together for just a, a huge shutdown pairing? It could work. You do it in the penalty kill already. Yeah, exactly. And as long as Chara can eat those minutes, right? Cause mm -hmm. we know that Carlo can do two plus minutes and we know that Chara and like last, even last year, it was like, he was, there was like this one insane array of penalties that happened where Chara was on the ice for like five or seven minutes or something. It was crazy. So yeah, whether or not he can still eat up that those minutes, that should be fine. Carlo's a little more mobile. Mm -hmm. As long as he doesn't toe pick, which we've seen on those already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, come on now. <laughs> He's not a figure skater. He is not. He is not. So I was trying to figure out you know, what the uh, lineup is going to be today. And I, I I don't see anything out yet. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Practice lines. Char McAvoy is the, the practice pairing. So we, but we know that Bruce likes to change it up in game oh, yeah. as well. So, oh, and they won't have last change. Yeah. Yeah. Although, so a lot of people have made, when I say people, I'm mainly referring to fans on Twitter and Facebook that the Bruins still wanted a higher seed because of last change, last change, last change. Because, you know, oh, but, you know, because the home, there's no home home uh, ice advantage. Nope. I, I really think the last change thing, yeah, it, it's useful at times. But you look at, la look at last year's, or I, I would say the past five years um, of playoff records, the home team does not have an advantage. Um, and they still had the last change. Yep. I, I think it's a bit overrated. Is it useful? Yes. But when you get to this level of hockey, where I think it's 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 a it's a minor thing, might help you out in that the last uh, two minutes of a game, or after a bad icing call, which of course icings you can't switch out your line, so never mind. Yep, it, it's it's very small. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that a we know that Cassidy likes to change things up in the middle of the game, 
Like if things aren't working, he doesn't take a huge amount of time to, to, to see if it's going to work out. He's not Claude, <laughs> you know, yeah. which by the way, I hope he, he, I hope he's doing well. I hope so too. I was really alarmed and saddened to hear that he uh, had a cardiac event. I'm glad that he got the treatment that he needed right away. And he was able to go in and get a procedure and then go home to Montreal after that. So, you know, obviously he's expected to make a full recovery. In a way, it's like really awesome that he was in a situation where everything is so, everybody's so medically observant right now Mm. and cautious that he could get the treatment so quickly. So I, I just hope he takes his time to relax and get better. Curious, were you rooting for the Habs against the Flyers? I kind of was because there's part of me that is, uh, I've had a hard time really getting emotionally invested in these playoffs because everything is so bizarre and strange and we're not in the before times anymore. So that's why I'm really shocked by how strenuously stunned I was last week after Tuca opted out. But I'm not super emotionally invested. When the Habs improbably came back in that one game and I was like, what? I'm like, I kind of wanted them to win the next game, too. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to beat the, the Flyers because I'm all about chaos right now. And I just thought, well, honestly, a better matchup for the Bruins at this point would be the Islanders. Oh, yeah. So I kind of wanted that. But am I saddened by the result? Uh, I mean, like I, I've said before, it's like I hate the Habs. It's true. Mm-hmm. I'm Boston Bruins fans but right now it's like kind of sad to hate the Habs as strenuously as you hate the Leafs the Leafs and their fans they deserve it the Habs they've been a sad sack for a while yeah they really haven't been anything since 2014 yeah yeah and you know what I I still like have like a soft spot in my heart for Claude I want him to be successful not against us but I want him to be successful so I felt like they were really playing for him, even when he was medically out uh, mm-hmm. of competition. You know, it's just uh, so it was kind of nice that they, they managed to to drag that series out a little bit more. They were fighting and they had no business to. And that's how it is. Plus, the Flyers frightened me a little bit, but I also realized they are streaky. To me, it seems like the, the Kevin Hayes acquisition was something that I kind of didn't expect would be so important. Elaine Vigneault being the head coach, I didn't think he'd be able to turn them around like he did this year. And there were obvious growing pains mm. throughout the season. So I, I'm really impressed with where they got to. Uh, they earned it by every mean, all means. And even in my barely on topic bracket, I put the Flyers as the guy as our Eastern Conference winner. Me too. Yeah, and I have the Avs out of the West, so, uh, and I have the Avs winning. It's not to say I don't believe in our Boston Bruins, it's just like, I just, that's where my mind went on that bracket. My other bracket has the Bruins winning, of course. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Actually, I called this bracket disaster bracket. That, uh, it's been so weird. It's been so weird. But anyway, getting back, we got sidetracked. Oh, yeah, getting, yeah, Bruce Cassidy does not wait very long to find out if things are working or not. And I think sometimes his, his like, let's mix everything up is just like to see if he can jumpstart something mm-hmm. or also put people on notice. Like you are not living up to what you should be. Mm-hmm. You get in game demotion. So I'm like, there you go. By the way, Nick Ritchie looks like he's in today on third line left wing. So God damn it. Sorry. They're looking at brute force, I guess. <sighs> Please don't just sit him in front of the net. He's not good at that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, so we don't know who's going to be fourth line center, which is not exactly the biggest concern right now. Yeah. But just saying they're they're. I think Kuhlman and Kasha were taking reps on the second line. I'm like, really? Let's keep Kasha in there. Unless <laughs> he's still... I mean, I don't want to think that he's feeling... Anything from that hit, that really bad hit. Was that game five or game four? I think it was game five. five. Yeah. He might not be feeling like he can go. 
which sucks. And that was one of the bad hits in that bad hit co- mm-hmm. uh, compilation, by the way. So we'll see what happens tonight. How do I feel about this matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning? I am not feeling very positive because I've seen a lot of this hockey. I so I've thought a lot about this. Okay. I think with uh, why did I just forget his name? There it is. Steven Stamkos out. I think the first lines of the Bruins and Lightning even out. No advantage for either side. Uh, Brandon Point is playing absolutely amazing right now. Um, Unreal. Yeah. Palat, uh, who's been who's been uh, put on the first line. No goals, but 13 shots. Um, and then Kucherov uh, has quietly only had one goal. But that's kind of scary when he, he's, he's just waiting to uh, catch fire. Mm-hmm. The third line, especially if we go with Nick Ritchie. Love your name, Nick, but come on. Third line, I got to I gotta give to the Lightning. That's They're across the board. All of them are producing a bit more than, than our third line, which has pretty much just been coil. And that's mainly... A boost to to coil. You're playing great hockey. Uh, the fourth lines. Uh, I know Patrick Maroon is a name we all know well, but he is a Bruins killer. Yeah, but I think just his uh, history on the Blues last year, it just makes his name stand out. He's he's a he's a good fourth liner. Ah, Paquette is speedy on the fourth line for the 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 Lightning, but I like our fourth line more. Paquette's a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Where we have the decisive advantage is the second line. Oh, the, yeah. Krejci. Uh, Krejci. Bizarre story about the, the reason why I say Krejci. So, first of all, that's kind of the way he talks. Hi, I'm David Krejci. Hey. My favorite hockey player growing up is Yamir Yager. Krejci. I'm David Krejci. But anyway. Holy um, cow. Did you just channel him? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been doing his voice. Everyone in our family does a David Krejci impression. <laughs> because because the year we got our german shepherd rocco was in 2011 during the cup run right before the cup run we got him in early uh late march early april so we had a crate for him to go into because mm-hmm. you know we had to house train him and he's like all right he needs to be trained before he can just let run run free throughout the house he has to get, get be crate trained so as David Krejci was doing well, we'd be like, come on, Rocco, get in your crate, get in your Krejci, get, get in your Krejci, David Krejci, David Krejci. And, and because of that, we have just, get, get, get in your Krejci, David Krejci. <laughs> so that's what we do. And Rocco's favorite player was David Krejci. <laughs> because, because why not? But anyway, yes, David Krejci's doing extremely well, but give credit to the wingers too. Jake DeBrus trying to be Bobby Orr. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jake DeBrusque was so snake bitten in that one game, and it's just like it's good to see him scoring. It's good to see that line clicking, and it's going to be really great when they all are just super dangerous. Yeah, so I'm 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 excited about that. I am, but I have seen us against the the Lightning in recent years, and that that frightens me. When the Lightning the... are on, they are oh yeah really hard to beat. But hopefully they won't be on. The, I guess the one advantage is that you want good takeaway. The Bruins faced a tougher opponent in round one than the Lightning did. Bruins defeated their opponent in five games. However, Columbus like neutralized them enough to to go into multiple overtime games, yes. including that so, first one. So I've seen the predictions of many experts, which by the way, many experts picked the Canes. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and many and more picking the, the Lightning. But this isn't 2018, where the Lightning were a way better team than the Bruins. Krejci was not playing very well. They just kind of assembled a, a various figures for his line mates, and our third line was nothing. We had no depth in those years. This is going to be a much, much tighter series than... Uh, it's a coin flip, but with Stamkos out, that's kind of the... I don't. I, I almost want to say advantage Bruins with Stamkos out. Okay, hmm. I'm glad that you're more positive than I'm. Uh, St- Stamkos comes back, um, ex- especially if it's early in the series. 
Eh, not good. He's still dealing with the uh, core injury, I think. Mm-hmm. So... Which I just assume means a penis injury. I'm 12 years old. <laughs> What's really funny is I don't think it's a penis injury. <laughs> oh, okay. I was worried it was. Poor guy. Although there are so many different ways to say that somebody has like a hernia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Although this is not a hernia necessarily. He just, he, I think he ripped a muscle in his abdominal. Ah. Yeah. So, that's... yeah. So I think that's what happened and is very painful. Oh my God. Speaking of painful, do, do you know what happened to Grubauer last night? The, the goalie for Colorado? I he... I saw the headline. Tell me what happened. I know he's out forever. I heard somebody say, oof, it looks like he ripped his groin. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was trying, like, some guy was taking a shot on him. I don't remember the specifics because I only remember seeing him, like, laying down in extreme pain, not being able to get up on his own, not because he was hit by anything. It was a non-contact injury, but he just moved and it gave out. And then he was on the ice in extreme pain and agony, and they had to help him off the ice because he might have ripped his groin or something really serious. Muscle rips! No fun! No fun. I'm going to try to watch the clip right now. Keep this in, too. It's a 19-second clip, but I have to watch a 16-second ad. Oh, my God. Hey, y'all. This is me, Nick Baggio, talking by myself. I'm real cool. Hey, VA, you're going to cut this out. I bet you are. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll be silly. Leave it in. Okay, here comes the injury. Oh, yeah, that looks bad. He just was the spade out there, and he just went down after that. Oh, his face is covered up, and he comes back up cold. He knows he needs to come in. What's the verdict? What's scary about Grubauer's injury, it was just a leg, a regular, a regular pad save. He stuck his leg out there. It was not like a, a, a huge slide he had to do. No, no, boom, stuck the pad out. Boom, immediately went down, which is maybe the scariest thing about it. They must have had like a cup used a couple of goalies because Grubauer only started 36 games this year for them. Yeah, I think the other guy's like Frank Coos or something like that. Oh, no, I keep on doing this. I'm, I kind of forget we did not have an 82 game season. So I'm like, what's that? Like, I'm adding it up here. They only played like 70 games. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, no, just it was a regular pad save. <sighs> well, I can't see anything specific on his injury, so. I think they might still evaluate it, so. He didn't put any weight on his, what looks like his left, no, right leg. He was, his right leg, he made the save, but yeah, it hurt. That looks like it hurts. Mm. That I mean, that's, we've seen that before with goalies. It's a groin injury, and they're out three to four months. Yeah, and some people, if they try to rush back too quickly, they never really come back well. Yeah. So it's like. If it needs the surgery, get the surgery mm-hmm. and do the rehab and get better. So, I mean, it, you hate to see it. You really do. I I have no stakes in that game. I picked the abs to move on, I think, in both. But, uh, you know, I just I hope he feels better because that mm-hmm. is no way to be. It, it, it sucks. Oh, yeah. By the way, hooray. The Blues were knocked out in the first round. So I, I saw a headline going into game six that. Blues might start Bennington, and I'm like, well, no, we'll probably start Bennington for game six. And immediately my mind went, Blues will probably lose game six with Bennington. I tell you, he, he's he's the second version of Bill Ranford. Comes, except, except Bill Ranford actually then had a couple of okay seasons after doing well. But flash in the pan, I'm, I'm, I'm writing Bennington off. Oh, wow. That is a bold prediction. He wasn't even good this year. Uh, or we have the best, like it's a Cam Ward situation. Maybe Cam Ward's a bit more of a better uh, fit. Comparison. Yeah, comparison. 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 Cam Ward comes in as a rookie in 2006, plays pretty good, gets hot in the playoffs, but then is never really that spectacular again, which I know Kane's fans are going to be like, oh, Put the team around him after that. I'm like, I, I know. And they also had some horrible coaches along the way. But Kim Ward really should have been a backup goalie his entire career. He couldn't handle the workload, is what you're saying. And 
I'm and Canes fans are probably going to find where I live and uh, just tweet really mean things about me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> They're going to leave flaming bags of bagels on your your. Oh my god! Up. Hey, oh hey. To be fair, Canes fans, uh, what, what's your old GM's name? Is now the GM of Penguins. Rutherford? Uh, yeah, Rutherford. Yeah, sorry he he kind of fucked up your franchise for a couple of years after that cup win. Good lord, that he ruined that the Canes. Want to know why the Canes were bad or just mediocre for so long? It's because of Rutherford just being like a moron with his with his defensive core. Which, hey, if you want to look at what's wrong with the Penguins, it's their defensive core. But uh, yeah. I- <laughs> Rutherford is trying to defend Jack Johnson. What the hell? He had no problem shipping him out before when he was in Carolina, which was... His idea is that Jack Johnson is a strong third pairing partner if he has the right partner. And and, and some people are, they obviously read that as like, oh, he needs somebody to carry him. You can look at it that way. You know, a lot of times you try to justify people as playing very well with certain partners, right? I mean, a good player will be good on their own. Some people need the right person to partner up with. But Jack Johnson, by all accounts, really shouldn't be part of your defensive six. (laughs) He hasn't been for a while. It's unfortunate that his parents screwed him over, but that's not a reason to keep him around. All right, so the Blues were a surprise knockout. I kind of segued into this thing. The Capitals! Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got knocked out in the first round, too. And then today, they fired their now former head coach, Todd Reardon. So, uh, Mike Badpock, uh, welcome to your new team. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's it's going to happen. It's, like, it. wait, wait it's 155, August 23rd. When is this going to happen? Uh, tomorrow? Next week? <laughs> like, it's going like, to I think they can't do it until like um, until the, the the new league year starts up. So oh. November first. All right, November first. Mike Babcock, let's welcome to your new team. Oh, Although I'm, God. I'm sure he's getting a tour of the facility right now, though. What does he need to tour? He's been there before. No, I mean, yeah, the head offices. Oh, maybe they're not doing that yet. But anyway. Okay, so you're so it's on Zoom. They're, 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 it's on Zoom. They, the guys just walk around with a cell phone. This is where our office will be. Oh, don't mind Todd. He's just cleaning out his office. <laughs> Todd, hurry the hell up. Huh? I don't blame the Capitals for, for firing Reardon. He did nothing with that team. That team is still pretty largely the same team that they had been when they won the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago. The main difference is they wanted to keep Trotz around by giving him 10% salary increase. That was the... And they were already paying him very low. Like, they weren't paying him like like other head coaches probably get paid. Or good head coaches get paid. Uh, yeah, granted, he had yet to prove anything. Then he won the Stanley Cup. And then it was like, oh, well, maybe you might want to give your guy a raise if you want to keep him around. No, what they chose to do instead was to be like, eh, 10% raise. That's your, your option year. That, that you know, because they he signed for so many years and there was the option year. And he opted out. They didn't think he was going to opt out. And he did. And then he went to the, the Islanders. And the Islanders are a really strong defensive team with some real firepower who seem to not miss John Tavares very much at all. Or Robin Leonard. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. The Islanders. Yeah. Yeah, well, they did get Varlamov. I know, but they're they're making Varlamov. Ver, why? That jerk. Just call him that jerk. Apparently I'm drunk. Varlamov. Varlamov. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. That's a tough word. They're making him look great, which maybe he's always just been underrated. Oh, which I also love. He used to be a capital. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, 
if the Isles won it all, I would just, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be unhappy about that. You know, I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever. Um, I'm fine with that. It's I, I'm in a very weird mood. It's okay. Well, I'm, again, I'm apparently drunk off iced coffee, so it's okay. It is that time of year where we have goldenrod and ragweed. So I have ventured into a new part of my allergy regimen because 2020 has been terrible all around. And my allergies, which I thought had kind of dissipated and gone away, have come back with a vengeance. So so I'm like doing this cough thing because I've got like this constant post-nasal drip thing going on. It's annoying. Uh, and in the time of COVID, having a cough. Ugh. Oh, it's terrifying. Mm hmm. I know I have like no other symptoms, but it's just like I have this like post nasal drip thing and a slight cough every once in a while. And it's like I'm like paranoid. But anyway, I digress. So anything else? Was there anything else that was surprising in the first round? I mean, besides the the uh, the Canadians taking the flyers, I almost called them the Phillies. God, Phillies. Yeah. I mean, they're from Philadelphia, but, you know. I mean, I kind of enjoy. Oh, Vancouver! Yeah, the, they're yep doing something. Um, that's cool. I I enjoyed that goaltending was outlawed in the Dallas Calgary series. Um, <laughs> but when, of course, when goaltending is outlawed, Calgary with starting goaltenders Cam Talbot will win, meaning they'll allow more goals. So that was fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But and um, I'm that. And I was a bit surprised, even with the injury to Grubauer, I was surprised that Dallas won the game one against the Avalanche. Well, they came out on fire. They really did. With their backup goalie. Yeah. What is going on with Bishop? I guess he's unfit to play. And then it, when he was not, uh, when he was deemed fit to play, he was the backup. Yeah. I just think it's a, a nagging injury. One of those things. Um keep keep let him heal up and stay fresh for later yeah when you're a six seven goalie and you're dealing with injuries i would imagine you, your your joints probably take more of a beating mm-hmm. in tendons than most other goalies so but yeah hudobin good old hudobin who takes every other year off being good bad sort of thing but he's playing so i'm happy for him but he's, he's so likable oh my god i i love him He's adorable. Mm. He really is. Like, you just want to go pinch his cheeks. I mean, he's younger than me, so I can go do that. I, I think he's a l- barely older than me. How old? Of course, it would still be weird if I, like, squeeze the cheeks of a 30-year-old. But, yeah, he's 34, so he's he's older than me. Hey, I can get away with these things mm. because cause I'm adorable and I'm mm. an old lady. Oh, he was born the day before me. Oh, cool. I wasn't sure if he was the 7th or the 9th. He was born the day before my, my, my birthday. So, yeah. Wow, he's 34. He's still yeah. in Tuca. Mm-hmm. By a year, I think. Yeah, Tuca is uh, 33, turned 33 in March. Yep. Oh, he's having a good time. So they came out on fire last night. We were kind of watching it without the volume on while we were on the Zoom call. So, so. And I'm surprised that they they basically held it together to win that game because the Avs did come back. So they weren't putting up much of a fight in the first period. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah. So I haven't even mentioned Pasta. Pasta came back. They won that game. He had two assists. And I was saying to Nick before that in game five, it's like it's easy to say, oh, if you just look at the stat, uh, if you just you know, see that uh, Pasta didn't score any goals. Well, oh, he had no effect. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Wait a minute. He had two assists. He had Mm -hmm. assists on each of the two power play goals. So um, like, yep, he was needed. It was great. I'm glad he's back. He's been a little bit of a bonehead. He's an adorable bonehead. Oh, very much so. But, you know, I feel like that he will learn from his mistakes, what he's done with the quarantine and whatnot. So uh, it'll be fine. So I'm, I'm just really hoping that the Bruins can pull off this win against the, the Lightning because I, I Bruins want... in seven. I'm calling it Bruins in seven. I cut you off. Continue. No, 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 no. That's okay. It's fine to cut me off because I'm not sure I was going too far with it anyway, or I might have gone too far and it would have been dumb. I don't. Th- I don't think it's a seven gamer. 
but I also, in my mind right now, I can't see the Bruins winning. So I am going to say the Lightning in six. Mm. With the caveat that if I'm wrong and the Bruins win this series, then I'll be very happy to be wrong. Okay? Yep. I think that I think that states it, right? There you go. I, I will be very happy to be wrong. And you know what? Take this as a lesson, people, because I'm just dispensing all the knowledge today. Be happy to be wrong sometimes. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be right all the time. You're not necessarily winning anything by being right all the time. One time I thought I had herpes. Nope. I was happy I was wrong. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I'm like, it was was poison ivy. Yay, me. Um, Continue. No, no, that's okay. One time I did this, I I was trying to do this uh, homework assignment for analytical chemistry. I love analytical chemistry because it involves my love of doing all sorts of efficacy tests on things, (laughs) weighing and doing all these other tests, and then taking huge data sets and putting them in spreadsheets and figuring out the answers. (laughs) Yeah. Not the answers, but figuring out the the information you need to know. (laughs) It's real boring nerd shit. And uh, we were doing this one thing where we were uh, doing matrices. We were taking some information and and putting them into uh, using a spreadsheet to to calculate a matrix, uh, matrix. So I had never done this before. And it was a little bit like it, it was like it was a form of math that I had not encountered yet because I think it, it involves like linear uh, algebra or something like that. And I have never taken that class, although I should because I love math. So we had to do this thing and I had it, we had to send it via email. It was due on like it was due like 11 a.m. or on a Saturday or something. It was something weird. So I did it, you know. I spent all Friday and and, uh, and most of Friday night doing this and I sent it off and I woke up and I was like, I did it wrong. Oh my God, I did it wrong. Right. I had, I got the wrong answer. Oh my God. It, it's like, it's a pass fail thing. Ah, right. I was wrong. Mm. I did it completely oh. correctly. It was fine. You were wrong by being right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, very important stuff here. So, all right. Well, you know, why don't we talk about when the games are going to be? Because I honestly don't know. Um, I have I have the game times in front of me. Yes. OK, let's go. OK, so I'm doing this. I'm, I'm leading the way here on the scheduling. Yep. If it's kind of it's kind of pointless. But there's a game tonight. That's Sunday, August 23rd at 8 p.m. Probably by the time this is out, it will be the past. Yep, but we'll just tell them it's on NBC anyway. Yes, I think um, all these games are on NBC or NBC Sports Network. Uh, no more Nesson. One's on USA. Whoa, Whoa. okay. <laughs> on Friday, but I, I don't, I do not understand the schedule at all. But that's okay. We'll talk about no, that. This in a is bizarre. Um, Tuesday, the twenty fifth, seven p.m. Whoa, quick turnaround. Wednesday at eight p.m. Yep, both on NBCSN. Yep. And then Friday, have a 7.30 start time. That's Friday, August 28th, 7.30. And then games... On USA. Yes. Uh, and then games 5, 6, and 7. No start times available yet, but that's uh, Sunday, August 30th, Tuesday, September 1st, and Wednesday, September 2nd. Yep. Mm-hmm. There we go. Don't like all those back-to-back games with a 35-year-old goaltender. Nope. Not really looking forward to back-to-backs. I have no idea why at this point where you only have four series, right? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? You have the ability to like schedule it so it's like, okay, if you really wanted to have two games uh, a day, one Eastern, one Western, easy, yeah. without having back-to-backs. I don't understand the scheduling at all i can't i can't imagine that they're like hey we have we have another function that's happening no you're not yeah i mean this entire seven game series is done in a week and a half while the bruins 
five game series was done in a week. I, I, I just, I don't get it. No, I don't get it either. But the Bruins did have uh, an artificial back to back situation, I think, because, well, they had to um, have their game stalled out to the next day or postponed to the next day. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Whatever. Why are you doing this to us? Mm. But we'll get through it. We'll soldier on. I'll be able to watch every single one of these games, but game three Wednesday. Ooh, what's happening on Wednesday? Are you having another date? No, no. You kidding me? Hockey Bruins is more important than dates. I wow. I I don't fuck around when it comes to the playoffs. Unfortunately, for many unfortunately's, I have a gig Wednesday night. Oh, well, I think that's a good thing. It is, but it's in a brewery that's extremely small. Oh. Fans of my bass playing, after Wednesday, I will be going back into live retirement. I am playing it safe. Yeah. Wear a cool mask. I, I definitely will. I uh, I have many cool masks made by a certain VA. I might go bold and like use one of the crazy, crazy prints. I like because like there's usually like, the mask you sent me like there's a, a muted side and then a boom side. I'm going to go boom. Oh, well, I mean, I purposely made it so that like the boom side would be the outside. Like ah. the muted is supposed to be just like, yeah, it's the only thing that you see. Yeah. It's not really exciting. Oh, my God. I just realized I don't have my little foam thing on here. Oh, no. We have to redo the entire podcast. No, we don't. I just <laughs> I. I, I I usually yeah. like to touch this every once in a while. It's got no foam, and now I just have to find it. I mean, the worst worst comes to worst, I order it from Amazon again, and I get like pay like yeah. three bucks or something. I don't know, but I think it's just in that box over there. Yes, next week I will be recording in my new and improved office, as opposed to the guest room slash boomer's bedroom, because now this is his bedroom. He has to come in here at night. I have to tuck him in. And rub, rub his belly until he goes to sleep. Unless on uh, some nights he's too tired and he just kicks me out before that. Yes, yes, I'm a dog mom. That is my life now. Anyway, well, wear a cool mask. Everybody should wear a cool mask. Uh, I will be making masks again soon. I'm not doing it yet, but I do have a new sewing machine. I don't know if I revealed that news. I have a new one. I cannot wait. It's going to be so exciting. No many, no, no more struggling with the sewing machine and yelling, motherfucker! <laughs> Which Glenn was like, yeah, I guess you were having a little bit of a hard time because I'd hear you sew and then I'd hear it stop and then I would hear you yell, motherfucker! <laughs> it's just such a satisfying word to say when your sewing machine is just acting like a shit <laughs> <laughs> but I, I usually i think i usually go motherfucker so it oh i like that it's a more it's a more it's firm empowered yeah 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 you, you, it's right i mean motherfucker it's what you yell when you're like um uh mr chow uh from the hangover i think that's his name <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> All those movies are hilarious, even though they're the exact same movie three times in a row. They are. They are. But anyway. Okay. Oh, I've done a lot of swearing over just this this little part of the, the podcast. I'm sure that everybody is just like, this is what I came for. Even I cursed a couple of times today. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. And I taught you a new one. So yeah. that's a really good Shit one. Heal. I, I, I swear people don't use that term here. Um, because of how popular you, the UNC Tar Heels are. I, I, I'm serious. I think it's not been really popular until more recently. You so, know what I mean? I'm going to start saying the UNC shit heels. And you know what's really great is that you can do it in emoji. You can have the Ooh, yes. poop and ladies heel. Mm. Yep, shit heel. There you go. The, that's that's your word of uh, wisdom today. Shit heel. Just shame college sports probably won't be happening so it's gonna be a while till i can use it properly right right i do want to say though it probably adheres to my whole idea that i don't really think of shit as a, a swear anymore right mm -hmm. so shit heel is just something that you can say in everyday speech the fcc does not agree with me but luckily we are not governed by them 
Oh, no. So we can say it all we want. And if you do not like the fact that I have said so many swears in like the last like five minutes, probably three minutes in real time, I don't know, on the podcast. If you don't like it, you can reach us (laughs) on Twitter at Barely on Topic and on Facebook at Barely on Topic Podcast. Of course, our home is normally SoundCloud. But you can find us on Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whichever one it is that you use. I'm not going to weigh in on the PC and Mac Wars or the iPhone and Android stuff. Not weighing in on that. Just saying you can find it just about anywhere. As uh, I said last week, you can find us on the internet. Yep, that was very specific. I, yeah. I liked that. Uh, I did not try to fix that. I just was like, yep, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, last week it was refreshing because I was just like, oh, he, I'm like, I was kind of hoping that you had just posted it yourself. But then I'm like, all right, fine. You know, I'll take a shower. I'll be relaxed. I'm just going to listen to this in twice the audio time. You know, and I'm just like, yep, I'm not going to edit, you know, just like unless there's like something that's obviously like, like you can cut this out. And it was refreshing. I, re- I listened to it. I'm like, this is good. I just put a, a beginning on it and threw it up on the web. So very nice. But you weren't wrong. We are on the Internet. This is true. So with that, I will say that you can find me if you really want to complain about my swearing or commend me for it. <laughs> You can find me at VA from RI. I've got that right so many times now. Congratulations. Yes. Oh, you can find <laughs> me on the internet. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> you you can find yeah. him on the internet. You know. <laughs> All sorts of places on the internet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Word.